Welcome to Hidden Agenda. Hey, 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 come on in, come on in, come on in. Let's go ahead and jump in. Happy Saturday, my hidden gems. I have a special guest today on our show. Um, he is a author and he has a book coming out of, of some um, some motivational uh, accolades that's going to be able to help us all out moving forward. Um, say hi. Hey there. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> okay, and tell everybody your name. Hi, everybody, for, I guess, pretty much 99% of you who are listening to this and have no idea who I am. Hi, my name is Harvey. Yeah. I'm Harvey Fitz. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you guys. So we have Harvey Fitz on today. So, so, so excited. Um, we're just going to talk about a few things, and um, we're going to jump right into it. Um, so, Harvey, what is the definition of haiku? My, I'm sorry, y'all. He goes by... Um, is it like a nickname pretty much like go ahead and tell us about, you know, haiku and what, what we have going on today. Okay. So basically uh, by definition, um, a haiku is a, it's a Japanese short poem and okay. it consists of three lines total. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. And it goes by syllables. There are, in the traditional haiku, um, there are 17 syllables total. And normally the first line is five syllables. The second line is seven syllables. And then the third line is five syllables. Um, That's it in a traditional sense. Um, And they originally were about like flowers and love and birds and stuff like that. As various other countries adapted the Japanese haiku, um, they started bending the rules a little bit, um, making them about other things, you know, people, stuff, fun, emotions. Um, and they also started bending, uh, the placement of certain words. Cause you know, certain words are like conjunctions. So it, it'll, <laughs> Right. The syllables will kind of like bleed over into the second line. And so those are known as uh, Shinryu, which okay. is still up under the umbrella of a haiku. It's just not a traditional haiku. And um, with my haiku, uh, the best way I can explain them is that uh, my haiku have mumbo sauce on them. They're a little spicy. They're okay. a little... The little tangy, you know, they okay. they venture off the beaten path of the traditional Japanese sure. haiku. Yeah. Sure. 
Okay, okay, a little spicy, a little mumbo sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love me some, some uh, crunchy wings with some mumbo sauce on it. Okay, okay, okay. So I, uh, I, I, I chose a couple of my favorite ones so far. Oh, wow. Then. Okay. Oh, wow. This is exciting. This is very yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah. So my, I think my favorite one, Harvey, was "Don't ever have a moment of silence for me." I was loud as fuck. Okay. This one needs to be on a t-shirt. I'm going to need this on a t-shirt. I'm going to need to wear this, okay? And you know what is so funny? Um, So if you uh, go on my website, I do have um, merchandise available that coincides with my book. Um, Yeah, it's... uh, and it's it's so funny how this started. It uh it's like snowballed as I was waiting on uh the graphic designer and waiting on um other logistics with the book. I I had the idea that I wanted to put some of my personal favorite haiku that I've written on t-shirts. Sure. And then just like how you just said, people kept coming to me DMing me, yo, I need this one or the shirt. I need this one, you know, or the hoodie. I need this one. And yes. so I just started tinkering around uh, with Shopify. And before you knew it, I have like this whole line of stuff out there. So if you go on the website and you, you know, click on there, you'll find the t-shirts. And I, I guess now I will be adding that particular one. Yes. To Please do. If nobody else for me. If nobody else for me. Yes, ma'am. I got you. I got you. Um and then there was another one. And I wanted you to kind of expound on this one. Um mm. you said the best method of teaching people how to treat you is self-respect. Absolutely. Where did you um, come up with that? Like, uh, you can actually thank <laughs> Tyler Perry for that. Um, okay. It's okay. so like when I tell you when people when I when I talk to people and have these conversations with people and they ask me what what certain inspirations were, I, I, they come out of left field with me. Sure. Um, specifically, uh, it was the. I believe it was the I Can Do Bad All By Myself play, the yes. Medea play. Mm-hmm. The first I believe one. it was that one. Mm-hmm. Um, was it? I think, I think it was that one where the uh, the little girl um, was being raised in the house and the mom wasn't around and the mom yes. shows up with his right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so um, where it was particularly the scene where they were sitting at the dinner table and the little girl was outside and uh, Medea said, you're not going to call the girl in. And she said, well, Medea, she said she won't hungry. And then Medea stopped and said that this child says she don't want to come in the house. And so she don't got to come in the house. Maylene, is you all right? And then everybody starts <laughs> laughing. And then she says, that, tri- that child treats you like that because you let her treat you like mm. that. That struck a chord with me, not just within that specific situation, but mm-hmm. all across the board. People treat you how you allow them to treat you. And the best mm-hmm. example of how to treat you is how you treat yourself. Hmm. So Come if you on, hold man. yourself in a particular regard, that sets the tone for how people can approach you. You know, um, yeah. we, we oftentimes uh, get caught up in the offense in how, you know, people approach us. But if we do a self-examination, and take inventory of what made that person mm. comfortable enough in the yes. first place mm. to in the first come place. and get you, I mean, and I'm not saying a hundred percent of the time it is that case, 
but a great amount of instances where that happens, it's that person saw an opening and yep. decided to take it. Um, and we just need to yeah. figure out why, why, why did they decide to take that? Like, why, why, like, why would yeah. we, you know, what, 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 what has occurred in our situation or our exchange that makes you feel comfortable with, you know, coming sideways at me, you know, yes, yes. you know, yeah. and it'll eventually you'll get to a point where you will carry yourself in a way where, you know, people will just have to come, come correct or don't Amen. come at all. So that's where Amen. that came from. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I am loving that. I am loving that. And that actually brings me back to um, my favorite haiku of yours, which was um, "Don't ever have a moment of silence for me." I was loud. I was loud AF. Um, mm-hmm. If you haven't noticed already, I do have a microphone in my throat. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I can blame my my nana, and I can blame my mama um, for that, but. You know, a lot of people have had negative things to say. Why is she so loud? Why is she so this? You know, why is she so that? Listen, I'm me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm me. You know what I'm saying? And I, I can curve some things about me um, that would edify my life, but I'm not going to curve nothing about me for you. That you know part. what I'm saying? That part. Um, that part. So, yes, you know, treating myself with respect so that people will come correct. And uh, honestly, Harvey, even though we do have the self-respect, Sometimes I know for me, I can't speak for anyone else, but for me, sometimes people they still gonna try you. However, absolutely, absolutely, you know what I'm saying. But when they do, I know how to move. You know what I'm saying, which that is normally part. just away. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love this. I love this. So, how long have you been doing poetry? Oh God, I, I believe I wrote my first ever poem. I had to have been around ten years old. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What made you start? What was your inspiration? <laughs> <laughs> well, you weren't ten, so you might have just been bored, and, and that's okay. You know, I don't Actually, know. Actually, no. My uh, inspiration was Little Wayne. Oh, <laughs> a little way okay, that, that, might, that goes back to like the left field um, inspiration. <laughs> so when I was growing up, I was not allowed to. Um, on my mom's side of the family, they were uh, very um, straight, very, very, very religious. I'll say mm-hmm. that. Um, okay, you know, there was like a there was like a mass rededicating lives back to Christ um, around my adolescence years, and with that being said, a lot of things stopped that we used to be able to do that we used to could do. A lot of that just stopped, and. Um, one Which thing, were, what were some of the things you could do or that so, you were allowed to do? So growing up, like kindergarten, first, second grade or whatever, I was popular in school for the Halloween parties that my mom would throw. Like, okay. with, like she was the bomb at throwing. You know how back in the day, for, you know, for those of us who grew up in the 90s, you know, back in the day um, when parents had those kids parties, there was really adult parties with that were yeah. kid adjacent. You know what I'm saying? My mom was yeah. a master at doing that, especially really? for Halloween. Like, would throw the best Halloween parties, man. Mm. And then, you know, she messed around and <laughs> got found <saved>. her. Got <laughs> messed around and got saved the Bible way or whatever, as, as 
as as the Saints would say. And then it was like cold turkey. You know, like oh, the song go the things I used to do, I don't do no more hey, type situations. Come on now. And all of a sudden, <laughs> we not having no Halloween party. We not Dang. going trick-or-treating. We can't dress <laughs> up. We gotta Ooh. go to the church for gotta Halloween. Go to church, Hallelujah what? night. Hallelujah night. Like mm. what? Mm. What is happening? Thanks. Like yep. why is this happening <laughs> to me? And it just oh god. And so one. And then one of the other major things was the music. We could not listen to quote what, what's called in the within the church sect uh, secular music. Absolutely. That was all of a sudden out the window. Now, okay. the contradiction that I discovered at a young age, because I was very precocious, um, certain Motown classics and Motown hits mm -hmm. saved the line or whatever. That yeah. was cool, but... Okay. <laughs> no, it was it was it wasn't it wasn't giving no 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 not no Lil Wayne. not up in it here. Certainly was not giving Lil Wayne. <laughs> certainly was not giving rap music. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, like any any black kid that grew up in the Pentecostal persuasion, you know, we snuck mm -hmm. and listened mm -hmm. to music. Mm -hmm. And I remember, um, uh, it was the. Uh, what was it? Cash Money record. It was like that song for Fire Man. Ba -ba -na 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 -na, for Fire Man. And I was like, who is this kid? Mm. He's like really, really dope. And he just like, it was the way that he rapped for me. Like, if you really pay attention, Lil Wayne raps in prose. And mm. he is a wordsmith. And the way he wields his innuendo in his verses. It just, I was enamored by that because I've always loved wow. words. Like I've always loved big words. And okay. um, I just, I, I, I fell in love with his rap style, but I never ever perceived myself to be a rapper nor did I ever desire to be a rapper. But it was the way that he was just syncing his words and, and the metaphors. And I felt like, well, hey, I could do that. And nice. so I just started writing poems. And I would I would write my poem, my 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 rhyme scheme, it would be synonymous to his rap scheme. And okay. Yeah, that's it just snowballed from there. Nice, nice, nice. Hopefully maybe one day you'll be able to tell him that, you know, he was the catalyst for your inspiration. Definitely planned um, on it. Definitely yeah. planned on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is really, really awesome. Now you have something coming up. Um, coming up soon where you'll be in person. Is that true? Yes. So, um, I have, so of tell course, us about that. uh, that will be the, um, Tuesday versus anniversary. Um, okay. I am really excited about it for a plethora of reasons. Um, it it really touches a personal chord with me. Uh, it's their 19th anniversary show. Um, for oh. those listening who don't know about uh, Tuesday Versus, it is it's an artistic institution that was uh, created by the late great Lorna Pinckney, who I hold oh. in like one of the highest regards. Mm -hmm. uh, I I no matter where I go, I will tell people I I, I found my artistic voice at a place here in DC called Bloom Bars. But mm. I, I, I learned how to use it and cultivate it 
at Versus with Lorna. Um, nice. And uh, she passed away about uh, three years ago. And um, Sorry to hear that. Thank you. Uh, she just, she was amazing. I learned so much from her um, on both sides of the spectrum from the artistic side uh, of delivery and stage presence and and holding your audience and reading the room to the business side of things, you know, the logistics, making sure you, your analytics and your metrics are, are lined up so that when you go into certain spaces and you make certain deals and you network with people, they know that they are getting someone who knows what they're doing, both artistically as well as as business wise you know and yeah. so <clears throat> excuse me uh so that will be on um oct uh friday october 15th at the um kanawa plaza from 7 to 11 p.m and that's in richmond uh on 801 east canal street uh it's it's going to be amazing <laughs> it, it always is this will be my um second time uh participating in it uh the first time was the first uh year after she had passed and it was amazing and so yeah we're gonna go down there and um because actually this book is dedicated to her um oh awesome. yeah this book is definitely that. definitely dedicated to her nice yeah. nice nice yeah. now now moving on to the next segment i know mm -hmm. that another one of your favorite people it's Tina Turner. Yeah, that's my godmother. And yes, <laughs> my, yes. So that's my godmother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's uh she's trending because she decided to sell her music catalog, which spans mm -hmm. over six whole decades. Like, how do you feel about that? We talking about what love got to do with it. We talking mm -hmm. about best. I mm -hmm. mean, we're talking about all the like, you know what I mean? I think for a a, a woman or a person. In, in her current uh, state of, of being a living legend and yeah. ultimate icon um, of 81, soon to be 82 years old. Mm -hmm. I think this, I, I honestly believe that this is a brilliant idea and it's a brilliant business move. And I believe it's gonna set a precedent for other, uh, mm -hmm. uh, other, mm -hmm. other artists of color. Um, because I mean, and and there's like a lot of speculation going around. Like some people are saying, uh, you know, it's way more than fifty million. Uh, some people are saying, you know, fifty million is nowhere near uh, enough that you know she should have let it go for. And um, then you know, I I recently read somewhere that um, there's a conversion rate because the fifty million is actually fifty million pounds, which if you convert that to American dollars, it's north of 68 million dollars somewhere in the 70 million oh. um which would make sense but yeah for 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 anyone who like actually understands again going back to the tutelage from Lorna, anyone who actually understands the business side of 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 this deal removing the the removing the admiration for the person um from a business perspective here we have a phenomenal woman who is about to be 82 years old yeah, and has emphatically expressed, 
I am done. I am retired, like retired, yeah. retired. I'm not, it's yeah. not, it's not, it's not given. It's not given. I'm retired like Cher or retired like Jay-Z <laughs> where I'm going to pop back up two, mm -hmm. three years from now. I am done. Yeah. Mother said she is done. Like, She's and, done. And understandably so, because I mean, it's yeah. used, in, in retrospect of the 82 years, she has spent over 60 over 60 mm -hmm. of those 82 years performing mm -hmm. on stage. There was yeah. a documentary that I saw. I believe there's a snippet of it on YouTube where one of her um, uh, closest background uh, dancers and singers had said that, you know, out of a 365 day calendar year, they were performing north of 250 mm. dates. Not, oh not, God. not traveling, but actually performing. Wow. <laughs> like, this is, this, this is how she got into the Guinness Book of World Records of yeah. being, you know, the number one African-American ticket selling artist of all time. You know what I'm saying? That's and crazy. so with that being said, if you understand the business logistics of, of, of the music industry, you'll know that. That's where an artist makes their money as an artist from the tours, from the touring, yes. from mm -hmm. the appearances, mm -hmm. from, you know, the, yeah. the endorsements, especially if you are not an artist that writes or produces your own content, you know, yeah. Yeah. As, as great as she is, you know, she had said time and time again, you know, I was never really a songwriter, you know, yeah. to her credit, I believe she has uh, definitely one, maybe three at the most. Uh, songs that you know are credited to her for writing so yeah. in terms of you know mm -hmm. royalties and stuff like that unless she owns the masters to these things you know she's not going to be like recouping as much as like a Mariah Carey in terms of the songwriting and production credits so with that being said if we have an 80 soon to be 82 year old person who is no longer touring yeah, I'm going to strike this $50 million plus deal to where I don't have to worry about uh, managing my likeness or managing, you know, all of this content okay. anymore, because that's another factor about it. Um, it you're spending a good million plus a year in, um, you know, litigations and yeah. management and got to hire, hire help. Yeah. You got to hire a whole team yeah. just to look after all that entire catalog, yeah. you know, to go over the negotiations, to go over, you know, the cease and desist orders with people like using your stuff without your permission. Like yeah. that's a lot of time Preach. and effort. And at 82 years old, you yeah, know, nah, I'm not about to have to worry about doing that no more. So yeah, I'm going to sign on this dotted line. Y'all can take care of all of that for me. And I'm I'm quite sure that, you know, there are some back-end situations in terms of residuals that have been worked out with that as well. But I, I applaud her for it. And I, I think it's the best thing for her. Because and then you also have to realize from a religious standpoint, she's been a practicing Buddhist. Mm -hmm. for over over what 30 years now and yeah. if you if anybody like if you study the principles of buddhism um you'll know that you know materialistic things that's so far removed from her mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's it's given very much so yeah go ahead and take y'all have fun with that like because I'm, I'm, right? I'm 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 entering this state of nirvana where I, this isn't even 
you know, this isn't even on my radar anymore. So I, 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 yeah. I, I feel like she's probably going to take that money and start like a foundation or something with it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because she's um she's been retired now for what about what ten years going on almost going 10 years? on to, going on ten years. Yeah. I mean, she's done um you know a commercial or two overseas here and there, but like for the most part, as she expressed uh, to Auntie Oprah. In that interview a few years ago, she's like done. Like she's done. Okay. Like she's she's yeah. done. And she deserves it. Like she deserves yeah, it. She does. She does. She deserves it. So I mean, as much as I love her and would want one more album, like would want one yeah. more tour, I completely understand. I completely yeah. understand. So uh-huh. go ahead on, sister. And I and, and you know what? Uh, hmm. while we're on that subject, I, I feel like this is going to open the door for a lot of other um, artists of color to do this who are able to. Because then hmm. that's the other thing, because you have other artists that her, that are her contemporaries who are still touring. I mean, and they'll say because it sounds good or it sounds nice. Oh, yeah, honey, I'm going to be on this stage till I draw my last breath, which, you know, may be true. But from a financial standpoint, a lot of them have to. They do. Well, Snoop Dogg did it too, I believe, right? Snoop Dogg, uh, Post Malone, I believe. I believe so, and I know, I know for a fact, uh, Little Wayne did it with the mass, with the Young Money Masters, which included. uh, I forgot about it. Right, it included his his masters, included Drake's masters up until a certain point, and included Nicki Minaj's masters to a certain point. Um, And if I'm not mistaken, he did that for around a hundred million dollars. Now, if you divvy that up. I, I I don't know if he if he greased their palms or not, but if you if you give me that a hundred million divided by three, <laughs> yeah, 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 you see what I'm saying. So she's yeah. still like I said, setting a precedence for this. And I know Fleetwood Mac, they just did it for I believe about two hundred million. Oh. But uh, yeah, but again, if I'm not mistaken, it's like five or six members of them. So if you divvy okay. all of that up, you know, we <laughs> yeah. we're still in somewhere in the same still ballpark, that same ballpark of, that, yeah. of that of that uh, million dollar range. So I I honestly feel like it would financially, fiscally, it, this would be R. Kelly's best bet to do as well. Hello, um, I, I mean, from a business standpoint, I I I, I don't. I, I see this happening because I read somewhere, I don't know how true this is, that he was like negative $2 million in debt. Um, yeah, it seems to be, it seems like it, it would it would be beneficial to everyone if he struck a similar deal. And then that way, whatever company comes, swoops in and, you know, acquires all of that, it'll free up the conscience to a certain extent for people to be able to listen to it because he will no longer be, you know, reaping the benefits of you know the royalties and then if they yeah. like make and then if they like make a statement you know for the next five or ten years we're going to donate like five to ten percent of you know the streaming uh revenue to like you know you know sexual assault foundations or something like that and then that way you know people can feel a little bit better about listening to his music because knowing that way the money wasn't be, wouldn't be going to him it would be going to a conglomerate we have nothing to do with him I, and then you know he won't be negative two million dollars in the hole that, that was just something i thought about initially when i read uh the Hello. first article about tina i was like i, I wow. see a lot of other artists of color doing this yeah yeah that really makes sense and speaking of uh the aura he um a lot of people they said that his his streaming has gone up the streaming of his music has increased like over 50 percent 
since he was convicted the other day. What do you think about that? And we only have like three minutes left, unfortunately. This conversation mm. is fire. I really <laughs> wish we could have longer. Um, but I'm definitely going to have you on again. But wh- how, what do you think about that? Why do you think that um, people are listening to his music more so now that he's been convicted of these these crimes? For the same reason why you have alt-right people who are still claiming that President Trump is still the president. I mean, at the end of the day, a jackass is still going to have an audience, you know, regardless. Mm-hmm. We're going on 8 billion people on planet Earth. I mean, everybody clearly doesn't think the same. And you do have a percentage Amen. of people who, who support him, who think it. I literally had this conversation with my aunt last night. Really? Uh, if what did he she was, say? Does um, she listen she, to R. Kelly? She doesn't, but she she does miss, like, the earlier, you know, R. Kelly 96. Of course, me too, But she yes. won't, like, listen because, you know, yeah. of, of, of everything that surrounds I'm that. I'm and with her, yes. I, and, you know, I was like, but, you know, the crazy thing is, if he were to come, if you were to come to D.C. right now and do a concert at the Capital One Arena, half those seats, half those seats would be sold, at least, because you still have people that are still going to support him. Because Absolutely. on one side of the coin, you have people that believe, you know, he's being set up. And then on another side of the coin, you have people who victim shame and, and feel like, you know, it's the, vic- it's the victim's fault. And with that comes a solidarity with him. Yeah. It's just so crazy. I mean, I grew up, I mean, we would have slumber parties, you know, in elementary school, laying around, mm-hmm. listening to Vibe mm-hmm. and public announcement. I'm talking about public announcement. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't I'm telling on my age now. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, so mm-hmm. I'm with your aunt. I definitely miss, you know, the old R. Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in those days, very nostalgic. So it's just very unfortunate that all this has you know, unfolded uh, for him. I, it's still hard to believe it, honestly. It really, really is. But, um, all right, well, we got to wrap up. We have less than a minute left. Thank you so, 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 so much for coming. Thank you over. for having me. Thank you I so will... very much for having me. Yes, and I hope to have you on again soon. Absolutely. Thank <laughs> yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye. <laughs> See y'all later.